Welcome to the Thrive with Duff podcast. I am your host, Sarah Duff, and I am a 40-something self-love junkie who is on a mission to help you do more than just cope and survive in your life. I want you to thrive. In the episodes, I will be covering everything from personal and spiritual development, relationships and dating, health and wellness, life design, ruts and hard times, and a whole lot more. I will call you out on your BS and share real life experience and actionable ways that you can develop a rock solid foundation of self-love so that you can finally get out of your own way and start thriving in your life. If you love the episode, I would love you to give it a rating on iTunes. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening, then please share. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, my juicy friend. So before you head into the episode uh, where I am bursting the bubble on self-love being a Disney fairy tale, um, I just wanted to remind you that Time to Thrive, which is my 12-week transformational course, which combines DIY plus one-on-one coaching, is still open for applications. So if you have been thinking about applying, but you're still not 100% sure if, you know, it's the right time, if this is the right course for you, then I suggest just filling in an application form and then we can get on a call and, you know, talk about it and see if this is the right time for you. Because I'm only wanting women in this program who are ready to go on this journey to self-love. And if you're not ready right now, I don't want you wasting, you know, your time or your money. So I will be really honest with you. So if you have been thinking about applying, the link will be in the show notes. Any questions, um, please just send me a DM on Instagram. That's it. Enjoy the episode. I'll catch you soon. Hello, dear friend. Welcome back to, I don't know what that was. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive with Duff podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I am also very excited because it is uh, five, four weeks, five days, roughly, no, actually, till Christmas Day, which means this next, like, four weeks, five weeks, is just going to be all about the festive fun. And I don't know whether it's because of everything that's been going on in the world, um, but Christmas is starting early in London, like everywhere is there's just festive stuff everywhere so every time I leave the house I'm getting this crazy festive fix um I have resisted up until now watching any Christmas films um I I've personally don't want to peak too early with that so I'm trying to kind of resist until at least the first of December But we all know sometimes that when we are resisting something, all we do is then think about it more and more and more and we end up kind of just cracking and doing the damn thing anyway, you know? You find that when you when you decide that you are I'm not gonna eat chocolate, I'm gonna cut myself off from chocolate. And as soon as you say that to yourself, what do you do? You start literally thinking about chocolate twenty four seven. And sometimes, you know, depending on your relationship with food, that can then lead you to feeling insanely restricted. And then that can lead into a little episode of overeating or a few days of overeating, you know, which is why it's always so important that we we watch our language and how we frame things to ourselves. So 
it's not that I, you know, me reframing the Christmas films now would be, it's not that I am not allowed to watch them. It's not like that I have restricted myself, but I am choosing not to. I am choosing to put off having those moments of joy for a little bit longer. So it's all about choice and that's important because when you feel restricted, you tend to have one a little part of you that will want to rebel. And the brain just goes into, oh, I can't have that. Oh, I want that. Okay, I want that. I want that. I want that. I'm going to make you think about it all the goddamn time. And then before you know it, it's like, eat the damn thing. And the crazy voices have taken over and you're in the kitchen and it's all gone. Crackers. Crackers, crackers, crackers. How the hell did I get onto a, a, a comparison of food and Christmas films? I'm not quite sure. That's pretty crazy. Anyway, you know what I mean. It's all about harmony and balance in life. Not restricting yourself and being sad and miserable because you think you can't have the thing that you enjoy. There's a time and place for every single thing in your life. So never forget that. And I guess really this is, it kind of, this wasn't uh, planned, but this kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about today, which was the topic of self-love. Because self-love is so important, but so goddamn hard. So anyone that ever said to you, oh yeah, like falling, you know, finding a a good relationship with yourself, um, you know, being able to have self-love is easy. Um, I think they they can't have been saying because it's not. It's really, really, truly not. And I know it sounds, and I always thought this, self-love just kind of, it sounds easy. It sounds like it should be, easy, cushy, warm, fuzzy, giving you a hug. It should be as sweet as toffee. You know, that's when it, when you close your eyes and you think self-love, it just, it conjures up all of these kind of like floaty images of like just gentle trees blowing in the breeze. Easy, just easy. And maybe if you're a Disney princess, this is this is the reality. But actually, for the rest of us non-princesses, self-love is hard and does not come freaking naturally. And the reason that is, is because somewhere along our lives, somewhere through conditioning, through experiences, through how we were brought up, what we witnessed, because of all of that, we have lost the ability to actually value ourselves. And self-love, as I see it, comes down to four main things that make it up. So self-respect, self-trust, self-honesty, and self-value. And, you know, through our life conditioning, we, we, we lose all of these and we lose the ability to be able to give these to ourselves and the self-trust one is huge because basically if you don't trust yourself then if you think of like an untrustworthy person do you respect them or do you not respect them you don't respect them if you think somebody's untrustworthy you don't respect them 
if you think somebody's untrust trustworthy, you definitely know that they're not honest. So there's no honesty there. And if somebody is untrusted, untrustworthy in your life, you don't value them. Why would you? They're not trustworthy. And so if you haven't got this relationship of self-trust with you, then how can you possibly, you know, fully be able to respect, be honest and value yourself? Because everything is kind of based on how much we trust ourselves. But that doesn't mean, you know, just because you don't have these things right now and just because self-love doesn't come naturally, it doesn't mean it's impossible. But what I wanted to kind of really go into today is that there is a part of this um, journey to self-love that I think we go into it thinking, okay, this is, this is, this is going to be, this shouldn't be hard. Like it's only getting self-love. Why would that be difficult? But it's, it's not because at the beginning of changing, you know, your relationship and the direction of the relationship that you have with yourself, it is going to feel a bit like destruction it's going to feel icky. It's going to feel awkward because self-love means doing things that make you feel uncomfortable. So that could be from, you know, changing how you are talking to yourself. If you have been used to always being um, on the shit talk end of the inner commentary 24-7, then of course it's not going to feel very natural or very comfortable when you start going in and changing that commentary, changing that narrative and, and saying to, you know, saying to those negative um, voices, no, you know, this is, this is not, this is not me that's going to feel very alien in the beginning. And actually, when it comes to, you know, that inner commentary that we have going on, a kind of simple exercise that I find can really help and has helped me and has helped my clients is to think of your inner commentary as a 24-7 TV channel that's just playing in the corner of your room. And depending on what's going on, on any given day, the channel will reflect that. So, for example, if you are having a day where you are, your kind of lack of self-love and your negative chat and the voice that wants to tell you what a crap person you are, how you can't ever do anything right, how, you know, you don't have the ability to feel good, you don't have the right to feel good, whatever that narrative is, if you picture that as a kind of TV channel and it's on very, very loud, you get to decide whether or not you place your focus on that TV channel playing in the corner or not, or whether you actually just zone out from it. And you just accept that it's there in the background, chattering away, telling you all of the things that, you know, that are wrong, that are wrong with your life, that are wrong with you. 
you know, why you don't deserve love, why you don't deserve your own love, how you never do anything good, like all of those kinds of things. You can actually choose to just not give any attention to that, just to have it playing in the background. It's background noise. And you get to choose what thoughts or what channel you actually want to play. And you get to put on that channel thoughts that actually make you feel good. But in the beginning, this feels uncomfortable because you're not used to doing it. The other thing that has to come with self-love is it's all about putting boundaries in. And that's boundaries with yourself and boundaries with other people. And maybe you have been avoiding putting boundaries in with people because you do not like to have awkward conversations. You don't like to think that maybe you're going to upset someone or make them cross. Here's the thing. Boundaries are like, boundaries are like, like magic in that when you have them in place, majority of the time, even if it's a little bit of like at the beginning, people have a hard time adjusting to this new boundary that you have put in over time people do come to accept most of the time there's obviously caveats some people you know will fight you on all of your boundaries and you know for those people I would say likelihood is if they're not prepared to respect your boundaries then you need to uphold your boundaries and decide like how how much time do I actually want to spend with this person if they're not prepared to accept and respect my boundaries But when you put boundaries in, you are actually saying to people, this is what is acceptable, this is what is not. And when you have been like living in a place where you've had no boundaries, then people have just been able to, you know, come in through the open door all of the time because you've, and you've, you've let them do that. That's not their fault. You, because you've had no boundaries, you've had your door open and people have just been able to flow, to flow in. And that's not their fault that's yours, that's your responsibility for not having put the boundaries in. But in order to change that, you have to put the boundaries in. And the other thing which I know is so uncomfortable, and this was one of my biggest struggles, was the people pleaser. So as part of like really embracing this new relationship with yourself, the people pleaser has to be parked far away in your mind so you can't hear her cry. So if she's on the, if she's on the TV channel, she needs to be down to literally mute. Because you listening to the people pleaser voice, she will always keep you from, she will always keep you separating yourself from what you really want. Because her biggest thing is that by you asking what, asking for what you want and need, that you are going to get rejected. And that means you're going to get hurt. And that means there's going to be pain. And that means, you know, that you're, you, you might be in danger. That's how she kind of sees it. So in order for you to actually move away from being the people pleaser, it's about really separating yourself from her and not allowing her to, you know, make you downplay or make you feel like you have to go into a chameleon style um, existence in order to feel safe, in order to, you know, feel like you can build the life that you want that you can you know um be around people and still be yourself because when you're people pleasing you're not being yourself 
you are essentially deserting who you truly are because you're not speaking your truth. And anytime we do that, it means that we are not being truly authentic. And so when you think about it in that respect, it means that people are not actually getting to know the real you. They're getting to know this version of you who, you know, you've taken on this role for whatever reason of feeling like you have to please everyone. And it feels really fucking awkward in the beginning when you're like, no, I'm not going to people please. I'm going to stand in, you know, my power of what I want and what I need. And I'm just going to, if these people don't want to accept that, then I'm going to be okay with that. And you will always be okay. You know? And the other thing with the people pleasing is quite often we're, we're wanting to get validation. So we're, we're, we're doing things for something in return to make us feel worthy, to make us feel enough. So we have to let go of seeking validation and really learn how to give it to ourselves. And, you know, I know that when you are doing that, and as part of that, you're also then think you're also then deciding that you are actually going to listen to you. You are actually going to listen to your opinion, and you're going to listen to what you want, and you're going to listen to what you need, and know that those are the things. They are the only things that actually matter for you and your life. Your opinion, yeah is the only opinion that actually matters about you and your life. But letting go of this need for validation, external validation, and letting go of this need of, you know, getting everyone else's opinions on your life is going to feel like you are letting go of, um, you know, the floating device in the pool for the first time. You know, letting go of that, you know, either the, what are they called? can't remember the board things or the water wings or armbands as we call them here in the UK and trusting that you have you know you have enough skills to be able to swim on your own because you have you absolutely have and you have to challenge your desire because you are going to be so attached to your current mindset you have to you have to get into the kind of um, more of a beginner's mindset, okay? And a beginner's mindset is being open to thinking differently, to um, listening to having a different narrative, to um, embracing a different way of doing things. But what I very often see with clients is, is in the beginning, they will fight against this. They really, they try and stay attached to the current mindset because the current mindset whatever it is no matter you know how far apart it is from um you know being a mindset which supports self-love and no matter how much they know that it doesn't make them feel good it's familiar and when something feels familiar we will quite often keep returning to that because it feels safe it may not make us feel good but it makes us feel safe and so there has to be this period of when you're, you know, in the beginning of working this stuff. And actually, this is always going to be an ongoing journey. Like I still have to work, work on this stuff. But it's about saying, okay, so I need to, I know that this, this mindset, this, this, this thing that 
this mindset that I've been living with for, you know, however many years, it is not supporting me feeling good. It's not supporting me in the life that I want to create. And so I need to choose to go into everything with a kind of beginner's beginner's mindset. The beginner's mindset just means that you're prepared to, you know, take a new approach to it, prepared to explore new beginnings and new ways. But doing that is scary as fuck. It feels at the beginning like climbing, climbing Mount Everest, but really to thrive in your life, it really does have to be out with the old and in with the new. And another big thing I see so much is women just tolerating life, feeling like they've been put on this planet just to tolerate, to tolerate just feeling kind of okay, to tolerate not being happy, but then never saying anything about that, just denying that they are as unhappy as they actually are. They feel like they've been put here to just tolerate a job or tolerate a relationship that is is stressing you the fuck out because they have kind of such fears of, you know, actually saying, this isn't working for me. I actually know that I want more for myself. I actually know that I wasn't put on this planet just to tolerate. They downplay everything because they're scared to say what they actually want because they're scared that when they have said what they actually want, then they might have to go out and do something about it. They might have to actually, when they are honest about what they truly want, stuff in their life is going to have to change. Or if it doesn't change, they have to accept that they're choosing to not change it and they are choosing to just tolerate life. And that is not how it needs to be. It's not how you are meant to be living. But the big dollop of honesty of you really getting out of your comfort zone if you've not been used to doing it and just being able to say, you know what? I am sick of downplaying myself. I am sick of, you know, I'm sick of constantly living with feeling like I am, you know, a second class citizen in my own life. I want more. And, you know, when they look around or when you look around, it may be that the more that you want can't possibly happen until you start to really change things in your actual life so leaving the job leaving the relationship you know changing your friendship group actually committing to you know doing the healthy eating and you know going on the diet but all of that stuff is scary and means changing. And we do know as human beings, we like familiar. So going back to being stuck in that old mindset, you know, to break out of being stuck in the familiar, we have to take, you know, we have to push outside of our comfort zone. We have to take what we perceive as, you know, risks and have full faith that if we are speaking our truth and going after what we want, that it will all work out for us. If you are taking action, it will all work out for you. But that dollop of honesty can hurt. It really can. Because sometimes if we've been living in denial about, 
you know, how much we have just been tolerating life, it makes us have to take a very big, huge, good look at ourselves. And that can hurt when we realize what we have just been tolerating and realizing that we're going to have to let go of some stuff. That can be very painful. And so just kind of talking through this, I know right now you're probably thinking, well, do you know what, Sarah? Actually, I think I'm good. None of that sounds that appealing. Why would I want to go through destruction? Why would I want to put myself through all of this ickiness? But here's the thing. Here's the thing that we don't see when we are in the middle of the shit, when we are there making the hard choices and feeling sweaty and uncomfortable because we're doing something that we've never done before, or we're doing something that we're just like, oh my God, I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm really scared. I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm really scared. Something that we don't see when we are feeling the pain and crying and snotting about the things that we might have to break up with, the things that we might have to leave, the chances that we might have to take. The thing that we don't see is that at the other side of all of that, once you have gotten through all of that, life is going to be better. And not just better, better than you could have ever imagined. Because when you have self-love, when you are living life like an absolute goddess, when you are sitting in goddess energy every day, your life cannot help but explode. So when you get to that stage, you know, will you feel freer and like you can chillax and take a breath? Yes. Will you feel more like a goddess and sit in that goddess energy more? Yes. Will you actually be able to hear more of your inner cheerleader and actually feel more like you, like who you really are and really know what you want out of life, like know where it is that you are going, knowing that you are on a journey. You're not looking for a destination. You are on a journey and you are just embracing it because you know who you are and you know that your main focus in your life is to feel good. So you are just going to fill yourself up with things that make you feel good. So will you feel like all of that when you have worked on this relationship and worked through the ickiness and, you know, found and developed this self-love? Absolutely, you will. And I know this from my own experience. I know this firsthand. So I know that I'm not talking out of my ass. I know this is this is true. So it's not an easy journey. I wish that I could say, oh, hey, here is, here's a quick three-step, a quick three-step plan. Just go and do this and then all of a sudden everything will be okay. I wish I had that for you, but I don't because you have to go in and you have to start turning inwards and you have to start digging into your deeper world. You have to start going in and understanding yourself on a deeper level and understanding where did the where did the respect and the trust and the honesty and the value all go? What were the things that have happened that you are still attaching to your current day life? What are those stories? What are those beliefs that are keeping you stuck in a relationship that is not thriving on love? It is thriving on fuck knows what. Could be hate, could be spite, could be, you know, just down, downright, just, I don't even know, 
but just not something that is making you feel good, something that is unhealthy. You don't deserve that. You deserve so much more, but it is a journey, but a journey that is so worth going on. You know, so even all of the stuff that I was talking through at the beginning, you might be thinking, oh my God, but honestly, hand on heart, it is so, so worth it. And if you are like, you know that your relationship with yourself is just like, you know that it needs work. You know that you want to have this self-love because all of the things that you've read, all of the things you've seen, you know, you know it sounds amazing. You know that it sounds like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to wake up every morning and actually be happy being me. I want to be happy to step out into the world and accept me, every part of me for who I am. I want to accept, you know, my insecurities. I want to accept them just as part of me. Like I don't need to fight them. I don't need to shame myself for them. I don't need to feel bad about them. I don't need to feel bad about any part of me. I want that. I want to feel like anything is possible for me. I want to feel like I can create the life that I want. If that is something that you are looking for, then the journey to self-love is one that you have to go on. And Time to Thrive, my 12-week course, shameless plug, is still open for applications right now. Um, And this is basically, this is going to give you all of the processes you need step by step. It's going to guide you through the journey that you need to go on in order to start thriving in the relationship that you have with yourself so that you can then start thriving in your life. So the application form link and the full details about the course will be in the link to, in the link, in the show notes for the podcast. Um, And I really encourage you, you know, if you, if you have any, like even just a little bit of you that's saying, yeah, that sounds kind of good, just apply for it and let me and you talk and we will see if this is really the right thing for you, if you are ready to go on this journey. Because, you know, I'm only, I only want women in it that are ready to go on this journey, that are ready to transform because, you know, I don't want you wasting your money or your time going into something that you are not ready for. So I want to bring you in and talk to you and see if you are ready. And if you are, then after the 12 weeks, my friend, I swear to God, you will be like a different a different person. You will understand yourself on a completely different level and you will start to see that anything is fucking possible for you. So the link to apply will be in the show notes. And I just want to take a second just to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a, a gal pal, a friend, anyone in your life who you think would benefit from listening to this episode, if you, you feel you've got someone who needs a kick up the bum to you know, start changing the relationship with themselves because you can see that how they are with themselves now is holding them back, then please you know, share the episode with them. And um, any questions, hit me up on Instagram. Um, and if you have any comments, then you can leave actually a voice message on Anchor now. So there'll be a button or something that you can press in order to do that. 
But I just want you to remember you are amazing. You can do great things. You can achieve the life you want, but it all starts with you. So until next time, my friend, I love you very much. Have an amazing, amazing weekend and I shall speak to you really soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive with Duff podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave me some stars. And while you're over there, do not forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. If you have friends, gal pals, your mom, anyone that you feel that would benefit from any of the episodes, I would be so grateful if you could share because I am on a mission to make sure that I empower as many women as I possibly can to be able to start thriving in their life. Until the next episode, my friend, take care. I'll speak to you soon.